Today's episode is sponsored by Liquid IV. I work out every week, so it's important to stay hydrated. Plus, on top of working out, I've got a three-year-old whose favorite after-meal activity is to run laps, like the little psychopath that she is. Clearly, I need all the hydration I can get. That's why I like to use Liquid IV for my workouts and just for my daily drinking. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. With three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick, it's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. And I mean, yeah, vitamins and electrolytes are nice and all, but what about taste? They've got white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and my favorite, lemon lime. Tastes great to me. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code R slash at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code R slash at liquidiv.com. Welcome to R slash Am I the Bad Guy, where OP's sister tries to steal his $250,000 inheritance. Am I the bad guy for not sharing my inheritance with my sister since she chose to be adopted? I'm a 30-year-old man, and I lost my mom when I was five. Despite being so young, I had very vivid and treasured memories of my mom. So when my dad started dating less than a year after her death, I did not take it well. My dad recognized that he knew that this would be hard for me, but said that as the adult slash parent, he knew what was best, even if it didn't seem that way at first and that I would thank him in the long run. Not long after that, my dad married my stepmom, Lucy. When I began to act out over it, my dad said that parenting alone was hard and that my sister, who's two years younger than me, needed a mom. My dad even got my maternal grandparents to tell me that everything would be fine and how I needed to be a good boy. That was enough to get me to behave during the wedding, but once Lucy moved in and started redecorating, I started acting out again. My dad had enough and just started punishing me whenever I acted out or made Lucy upset as well. He'd say, Jessica isn't acting out like this, and to be honest, Jessica was easily pleased, and she hadn't been alive long enough to have the same attachment to our mom as I did. It really upset me when Jessica started calling Lucy mom, and it really ticked me off when Lucy started referring to me as her son. I always corrected that when she tried that around me. Things got worse when I was around 8, when Lucy had her own kids, because then my dad and her started pushing for adoption. Obviously, my sister Jessica had no problems with it, but I refused. My dad, once again, had my maternal grandparents come in and tell me that adoption wouldn't be that bad, but I still refused. Lucy and my dad pushed for the adoption anyway, but thankfully, the judge listened to my feelings in a private room and denied it. After that, they put me in therapy, but it didn't last, so they tried the whole, Since you don't want to be a part of this family, you don't get this or you can't come to this event, but I was too stubborn for that method to work on me. The only person who I felt was on my side was my paternal aunt, who kept sticking up for me whenever she'd see what Lucy and my dad were trying to do. So, when I turned 18, I went straight to her. At that point, when I became a legal adult, my maternal grandparents confessed that they were never okay with the situation. But my dad threatened to keep me and my sister away from them if they didn't show support. I was furious. So furious that I had my surname legally changed to my mom's maiden name. As I wanted nothing to do with my dad and only ever really talked to my paternal aunt. 
Fast forward to now, and my grandma passed away. And according to their will, their legal grandkids are to split a $250,000 inheritance. And since Jessica is legally Lucy's daughter, all she got was a framed photo of my mom and a letter. Jessica doesn't think it's fair and thinks that I should share, but I told her to get money from her legal grandparents. My aunt thinks that I'm being a bit harsh, so am I the bad guy? No way, OP. Not the bad guy. First of all, is Jessica going to share her inheritance that she gets from her grandparents? Obviously not. Of course not. Secondly, it's not even relevant because it has nothing to do with you or her. This has to do with the wishes of your grandmother. If your grandmother wants to leave all 250k to you and you alone, then that's completely her right. It is literally her dying wish. Also, OP posted an update. My maternal cousins and I had a meeting, and we all agree that since Jessica couldn't be bothered to speak to or spend any time with our grandparents once she was an adult, then she doesn't deserve the money. We had our grandma's estate lawyer send out an official letter to Jessica. Jessica said that she would challenge the will, and I told her that she was welcome to do so. I am fully prepared to never see or speak to her again over this. Man, OP, that makes it worse. You never mentioned in the story that Jessica just ignored her grandmother ever since she became an adult. So, yeah, why would she get any money? OP, I'm on your side. You get 0 out of 5 bad guys. I'm giving Jessica and your dad 2 out of 5 bad guys. You know, actually, it occurs to me while I think about this, your grandmother specifically said legal grandkids. She didn't say biological grandkids. So the fact that she said legal instead of biological suggests to me that she intentionally doesn't want any money to go to Jessica. So this doesn't seem like an accident. This seems like a conscious choice that your grandmother made. Am I the bad guy for calling my brother-in-law a joke of a father in front of his wife and kids? My sister Rachel was married to Daniel, who's 40, for eight years. They were high school sweethearts, and they tied the knot shortly after graduation. They had a daughter together, Alice, who's 16, who was Rachel's entire world. Rachel ended up being diagnosed with cancer when she was a few weeks away from delivery, and after Alice was born, she started chemo ASAP. The cancer ended up being treatment-resistant and aggressive, and Rachel ended up passing by the time that Alice was two. Daniel emotionally checked out completely. He decided to take a job opportunity abroad, and he left Alice in my and my wife's custody. At first, he said that it was temporary, that he just needed to get things in order before Alice came to live with him, but eventually, it was obvious that it would be much longer. He signed over his rights to us, and we've been raising Alice alongside our three sons. As far as the boys are concerned, Alice is their big sister, and as far as Alice is concerned, they're her little brothers. Daniel got remarried and has two daughters. Oh, oh, that stings. Alice was not invited to the wedding. We only found out about it after his brother mentioned it to us. Daniel does send money to her, and they write letters back and forth like he and Rachel used to do in school. I know there has to be some part of him that loves his daughter, but it's hard to believe it considering how he practically abandoned her after Rachel died. Daniel's brother, Wes, has helped out a bit with Alice too. Alice will go over to his house at least once a month to see him, his wife, and their kids. A few days ago, I was taking Alice over, and when we got there, we saw that Daniel plus his wife and his kids were there. I was ready to get back in the car and take Alice home, but Daniel saw us and came outside. He came up to Alice and tried to hug her, but she stepped back from him. 
He looked hurt, and when he asked why she didn't want to give her dad a hug, I snapped. I asked, how could he seriously stand there and refer to himself as her dad when all he's ever been to her is a pen pal? I called him a joke of a father and a sorry excuse for a man. His wife and their daughters overheard what I said. When Alice and I got back home, Wes called me and left me a message saying that he agrees that Daniel hasn't been the best father to Alice, but I didn't need to tell him that in front of his wife and their kids. Daniel feels the same way. I did apologize to Alice for disparaging her father, but she just shrugged and said that it would have only been disparaging if it wasn't true. My wife said that she probably would have done worse if she'd been there but part of me does feel that I could have said it out of earshot of his children. All right, hold on. Hold on, let me get this straight. You heroically stepped up to raise this guy's kid for like 15 years? No, 14 years. And then one time you get angry at the deadbeat loser father and call him a deadbeat loser father and you're the bad guy? Give me a f***ing break, man. What a whiny, what a whiny little baby loser, man. This guy literally abandoned his child, and he can't stand one sentence of criticism? How dare you call me a bad father after I haven't seen my daughter in, what, like 14 years? It's crazy to me that this guy came back to his home country, and he visited his brother, but didn't even bother to tell his daughter that he was in town. It was just pure coincidence that you and Alice just happened to drop by. What scum? What actual scum? I'm giving Daniel 4 out of 5 bad guys. OP, you get a negative bad guy score because you have gone completely above and beyond here. And like, yeah, some people will say that the kids don't need to hear this, but honestly, you're kind of doing them a favor. They deserve to know that if their mom dies, their dad's just gonna leave to the next pretty young girl who will take them. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Am I the bad guy for not moving out of my apartment so my brother can have it? I'm a 23-year-old woman, and I have an older brother who's 32. I moved out of my parents' house earlier than he did and found a small place for myself that's really close to my job. The place isn't the biggest, it's a one-bedroom apartment, but it is enough for one person and rent is very cheap, so I'm extremely happy with it. I put a lot of work into it and I made sure that it's my little happy space. Recently, my brother started staying over now and then. I don't have a problem with that. He works the night shift and my place is also closer to his job than my parents' house. The problem began when he started bringing more and more of his stuff to my place. He brought his PS4, started gaming in my living room, and is overall just being a terribly inconsiderate guest and treats me like our mom. I brought this up with my parents, and my dad suggested that I should let my brother live there and get myself a new apartment. He said that I should look for a bigger place because my brother makes less money and he could afford my place and I could find something better. But I don't want a bigger apartment. I have no plans to have a family or partner move in when I would need more than one bedroom. And I've put so much work into personalizing my apartment that this feels so unfair. My parents said that I'd be a butthole for kicking him out and for not giving him the place. Is that true? No, OP, it's not true. 
Clearly, your parents are coddling this man-baby, and now they're angry at you because you're not coddling him too. He's a grown man. If he wants an apartment, he can go find one. It's not like your apartment is the only apartment on Earth. OP, you get 0 out of 5 bad guys. I'm giving your brother and your parents 1.5 out of 5 bad guys. Am I the bad guy for telling my, quote, brain-damaged uncle that I don't care what other people put up with, that in my house he can be polite or leave? My uncle, who's 53, is a complete butthole. He's vulgar and rude. He positively delights in being as offensive as possible. My grandmother says that it's from a brain injury when he was young. I've never seen proof of this. My dad, who's 50, has put up with this his whole life. When I asked him about it, he says that's just the way his brother is and has always been. My mom basically banned him from our house when I was growing up, so I only saw him at family events. At weddings, he would say the groom looked like a slur for gay people, or that the bride looked pregnant. At Thanksgivings, he would tell offensive jokes at the table. At birthday parties, he would say that food tasted like garbage. I'm a 27-year-old man, and I recently bought a house with my girlfriend who's 23. It's small and needs work, but we can afford it with a lot of help from families in the bank. We had a housewarming party this weekend and had a barbecue. It was the first time that we could host a big group, as I only had a bachelor apartment and my girlfriend lived with her dad. My dad invited my uncle. I did not. My uncle shows up and starts being himself. He starts calling my home a shithole and asks my girlfriend why she's with a loser like me. I ask my uncle to come out in the front yard to talk with me for a second, and I read him the riot act. I don't care that other people have coddled him his whole life. If he can't be civil in my home, then he's welcome to GTFO. I was not quiet. I'm pretty sure everyone in my backyard could hear me telling him to behave like an effing civilized adult. He left, but he spent the rest of the day texting everyone there, including his mom, my grandmother, saying that it's not his fault and that I overreacted to his behavior. It put a damper on the party. His family is kind of on his side, but my mom's family and my friends are backing me. Am I the bad guy? So basically what you're saying, OP, is that everyone except for the enablers are on your side. Hmm, would that make you the bad guy? No, obviously. Brain injury or not, this is your home, so if you don't want someone coming into your home to disrespect you, then that's your prerogative. Also, your dad was a douchebag for inviting someone that he knows that you don't like to your party. OP, you get 0 out of 5 bad guys. If anything, I'm proud of you for setting boundaries. I'm giving everyone else kind of a nebulous 1 to 3 out of 5 bad guys because it's not clear if this is legitimately because of a brain injury or if this is just some lame excuse. Am I the bad guy for sending my brother a list of every item of ours that my nephew ruined? I'm a 25-year-old woman, and I have a niece, Bella, who's 7, and a nephew, Michael, who's 10. They're my brother Alex's kids. I love them both, but I have a much closer relationship with Bella. Michael's a good kid, but he's a ticking time bomb. He is absolutely uncontrollable. I'm his aunt and I love him, but I really can't have him around for long. The last time he was in our house, he poured my nail polish collection onto my wife's favorite silk Persian carpet. And that's not even 1% of the damage he's done. My wife and I recently bought a villa out of town. It has a game room, pool, and many things that Bella adores. 
So we offered to give her a tour of the place and let her check out the rose garden there, assuming Alex and his wife agreed. Alex said that either Michael and Bella were to be included or none of them were going. My wife and I both insisted to only take Bella, but he wasn't having it, so we said that we would just go by ourselves. Alex got really mad at us and said that it was disgusting that we favored Bella because she was a girl and that we were both hypocritical and unfair to Michael and never included him in our plans. I told my brother that Michael was an uncontrollable kid. My brother had the audacity to ask what Michael had done. So I sent him a spreadsheet including every item that my nephew damaged in our house and the estimated cost. It included a few of my wife's antique vases, her glass statue of the Eiffel Tower, the carpet, several of my wife's crystal decorative items, and two phones. He flushed them down the toilet. Even the mirror of my car. I sent the list to Alex. My brother is now extremely angry with me and thinks that I'm being an arrogant person and taking after my wife's trait of being an uptight rich kid. I'm not talking to him at the moment. Was what I did in butthole territory? OP, um, it's really clear to me that what this guy's doing is he's trying to guilt trip you into taking the kid off his hands because he's raised a monster and he doesn't want to deal with him. He doesn't care about the hypocrisy or the damage. He just wants a break because who wouldn't want a break living with that monster? OP, you get zero out of five bad guys. You've shown way more patience than most people would already. I'm giving Michael and your brother three out of five bad guys. That was r slash am I the A, and if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.